All right, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, recording today on nofilter.net. Make sure you check out all the great podcasts and programming on nofilter.net. Phenomenal uh, place to go to get a lot of great information. And like the name says, there's no filter on nofilter.net. All right, this podcast is brought to you by Haney University. That's my website, haneyuniversity.com. You can go there and check out all the great golf stuff I have on there. And in particular, you can find out about golf lessons from me if you're so inclined to get better at the game. And most people who listen to the Hank Haney podcast want to get better at the game. So that's where you can do it, HaneyUniversity.com. All right. Uh, the, the, what I want to talk about today is the number one question that I've been getting, and it pertains, once again, to the Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup is the gift that just keeps giving. Uh, so much to talk about, so much to unpack. I've done some of it already, but I want to take a little deeper dive into the question that everyone is asking me, why did the U.S. lose? Now, when I listen to the, the media, the all the talking heads, which include the corrupt golf media, but when I listen to all of them, the number one thing they seem to come up with, and especially Especially, they love to talk about this in Europe, is that the reason that Europeans win the Ryder Cup and they've had so much success as of late, they got they got it taken to them at Whistling Straits. But besides that, they have been on a, an incredible run. And the reason why they think they win is because they have this great team chemistry, this camaraderie that is Unlike any other, there's never been a camaraderie ever to match the European team camaraderie. It's like they don't even hit a shot. It's like they don't make a putt. It's like they don't have a chip in. It, 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 they don't hit a good drive at the right time. They just have camaraderie. I'm trying to figure out what camaraderie does. What, what exactly does camaraderie do? How does that make you win a golf match, a camaraderie? And by the way, uh, the U.S. was supposed to win the singles. That's where they're always favored. Uh, if you go by the odds of all the matches, they should have gone 7-4-1 uh, in, the, in the singles, uh, you know, and had a slight edge there. And the way it usually works out in people's minds is the U.S. is probably going to be behind a little bit in the, the uh, foursomes and then uh, better in the four balls, and then they're going to win the singles. Well, that didn't work out. They, they, they tied the singles, and they got dusted in the, in the foursomes. Now, the foursomes, you have two-man teams, okay? And supposedly all this camaraderie is what makes the big, big difference. Now, Every player on the U.S. team swore that this was the closest team the U.S. has ever had. Of all these players that have been on multiple Ryder Cups, and by the way, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Stuart Sink, Zach Johnson, uh, you know, Furyk, the whole lot of them, all the cart-driving captains. Those guys have been in so many Ryder Cups, so many President's Cups. And what did they say? They said this was the tightest group of players 
they've ever seen. And, and why wouldn't it be? It was the boys' club. They invited all their buddies to join the party. Every you know, you had you had Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, two great friends. You had Ricky Fowler, who's great friends with those guys. Ricky Fowler gets along with anybody. You had Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler's best friend. I mean, I mean, how much more, how much more camaraderie can you have? I mean, I mean, they're 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 camaraderie to death. She's <laughs> like, and Europe, meanwhile, is is pulling in guys that have never been there before. You would have thought that this would be the year. I mean, no Poulter, no Westwood, no Garcia. You would have thought this is the year where U.S. has got the boys' club together, and Europe has a bunch of new guys, and this is the year when they're going to really have trouble with camaraderie. If camaraderie is such a big thing, everybody makes it sound like it's a whole whole deal. It's all, it's all about camaraderie. It's all about they embrace the team. What does that mean? This is, this is not a football game. This is not a hockey game. You don't have somebody passing you the puck. You don't have somebody giving you a handoff. Yeah, you, you, you don't have a quarterback throwing to a tight end, and you got to make sure he's in the right place. You're hitting shots. You're hitting shots one at a time. And even in the alternate shot, you hit your shot, and then wherever it goes, your partner goes and hit it. There's no – I mean, what – I mean, what is the camaraderie? I, I I can't figure it out. Okay, I mean, I think camaraderie makes you have a more enjoyable time, and I think that's why you know it's it's important. It's important. Yeah, if you're having a good time, are you going to play better? Maybe. Uh, did the U.S. play better? <laughs> no, they had the boys' club and they didn't play better. So I I, I just I don't buy it. I I don't buy that Europe won because of camaraderie. I, I just, it's just, but it's a, it's a, they, they, they perpetuate this. They talk about it all the time. The media loves it. And when the media writes and talks about it all the time, then the golfers who watch the Ryder cup, they get on there and they, they repeat what they hear. That's what they do. They repeat what they hear and they go, and they, and they and yeah, I got all kinds of friends and students and, you know, people I know and they say, oh, what's wrong with the U.S.? What, what you know, Europe has such great teamwork. I mean, teamwork makes you, <laughs> teamwork makes you hit a putt too hard on the wrong line going 10 feet by and it hits the back of the cup and it goes up and goes in like John Rahm did. Teamwork made that happen or luck made that happen? Come on. I mean, it, it, it very, very overrated. And, and and I say overrated because I think the U.S. had good camaraderie. I don't I don't think that was the problem. Now, what what could have been the problem? OK, here's what could have been the problem. Uh, Europe played this course like they always do uh, when they have a, a host course for the Ryder Cup. They have a European tour event there. They play the course in the tournament, and then they go and they play the practice rounds before the Ryder Cup. So they've played that golf course a minimum. If they, you know, if the players played, and they had seven guys, you know, that that had played even the, the week before the tournament. So they they were playing a lot, but they played the golf course more than we had. Okay, 
can that make a difference? Yeah, especially on a tricky, a tricky golf course. But I don't know if that golf course was particularly tricky. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't know. You know, you got they had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice rounds. These guys are professionals. Uh, you know, they're the best players in the world. You know, I, I a little bit. OK, you know, see, it's human nature to look for simple explanations to complicated questions. It's just that's what that's what we all do. And a, a simple explanation is, oh, they just have they just have more teamwork. They're, they're better team. I mean, there's more to it than that. Uh, they played the golf course more. Eh, okay. Maybe a little, maybe a little bit, maybe that, that means something. Uh, how about the fact that the U S players took five weeks off? Zach Johnson, the captain will argue with you and say, uh, everybody was practicing. Everybody was playing. Everybody was working on their games. Everybody was, you know, and, and when they work on their games, they're playing money games. They're getting competition. It's not the same as a tournament, but they're getting some competition. And they're playing and working on their games, but they're not playing in tournaments. So the U.S. team, except for a few players, Homa, Justin Thomas, a couple other guys, but everybody else pretty much took five weeks off from the last event to the Ryder Cup. Okay, so were they a little rusty starting off? Could have been. And and starting off was all it took because after the start off, they were done. That was finished over kaput. It wasn't happening. I mean, you know, they, they, they tell you it's going to happen. They tell you it's a chance to happen, uh, you know, especially the t- television, you know, because they don't want you to turn it off, although everybody did anyways. Uh, the lowest ratings they've had in, in, in forever uh, part of it is because it's on the middle of the night, but also because the U.S. was getting dusted. But the, 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 the thing is, is, is did the lack of competition, could that have been a problem? Could have been. Could, could have been a problem. Uh, the U.S. on paper had higher ranked players. I consider higher ranked players to be better players. I think that if a guy is ranked 10th and somebody else is ranked 20th in the world golf rankings, my assumption is the 10th best player is better than the 20th best player. Uh, and that's pretty, I think that's a pretty easy assumption to make. On average, the U.S. player was ranked 10 spots higher or lower than the, the European side. So the U.S. had better players. But that's not a huge difference. It just gives them a slight st- statistical advantage. Uh, but, but doesn't mean that a 20th player playing good couldn't beat the 10th, 10th best player. And it very easily, very easily could. It's just the other guy, number 10, is going to be a betting favorite over number 20. Doesn't mean number 20's got no chance. Doesn't mean number 20 is a four touchdown underdog. It means he's a slight underdog. And that's all it means because it's an 18 0 Now, if it was 72 holes in a tournament, you make him a little bigger underdog. But 18 holes, 18 holes, anything can happen. So that part of it is 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 something I would look at and I'd say, you know what? U.S. had a slight advantage, but that can go away. Now, why does Europe play better at home? Well, why does the U.S. play better at home? You got 10, 20, I don't know what they got out there, 40,000 people, and they're all cheering against you. And you can feel it. You can hear it. I mean, they were giving these guys 
so much crap. And, and it, it it goes on everywhere. It's the same thing in the United States. It'll be brutal at Beth Page when they come back here for the Ryder Cup in two years. It'll be brutal on the European players. It'll be brutal. And they will be complaining about it left right. Oh, my God. They'll be complaining like there's no tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's just like, how could these people act like this? And, and then you know, they're quick to forget, you know, what they tried to do to Cantley out there and all that, you know, stuff they were doing to, to him, you know, uh, pulling off their – Hats and you know, hat off to your bank account and all that stuff they were they were coming with. I, but but when you play in front of your home crowd, it is it is more likely, I would say, that, that you could raise the level of your game. Uh, and clearly, what happened was Europe's team raised the level of their game. And the U.S. team didn't even play to the level of their game. I think that that's I think that's safe to assume. If 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 the U.S. team played to the level of their game, but Europe raised the level of their game, maybe they would have won by a point. But they won by five points. I mean, it wasn't even close. So they seriously raised the level of their game. You got to give them credit for that. Uh, why did they raise the level of their game? Because of camaraderie? No, I don't think so. Uh, home crowd, maybe. Yeah, that's a little something to be that, you know, to be said for that, for sure. I, I, you know, that's that's a factor you have to factor in. But another part of the camaraderie is is the and the home course advantage part more than the camaraderie is, is the fact that they have the golf course set up. And this is what a lot of people are, are analyzing here. They're using all these analytics and these analytics are telling them exactly how wide to make the fairways, exactly how deep to make the rough, where to make the rough deeper, uh, you know, where the how where the tee should be, how long the hole is playing in order to get. And I'm sure they got all this figured out with their statistics and analytics. And that's what they're going to do to give themselves a statistical advantage. It doesn't mean it's going to work that way, but it gives them a statistical advantage. And the U.S. is going to do the same thing when they go to Beth Page, and they did the same thing at Whistling Straits, and the U.S. did the same thing when they played at Hazel Time when they figured, okay, uh, you know, make it long, uh, make it wide open, no rough, and uh, put the pins in the middle of the green. And, and, and then when we go play in Europe, they go, okay, you guys want to make it long, you want to make it wide open. Uh, you want to put the pins in the middle of the green. Oh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make it shorter. Uh, we're going to we're we're going to uh, deepen the rough, and we're going to make the pins harder. You know, there's there's some reason why. I mean, I like a short par four. You know, it's fun. I get it. They had three drivable par fours. Why do you think they had three drivable par fours? I'm going to tell you why they had three drivable par fours. They had three drivable par fours because their analytics told them that on a drivable par four, the European players, for whatever reason, the European players had a statistical advantage on a drivable par four. And that's why they had three of them. I've never seen a golf course ever, ever, ever. I've never seen a golf course that had three drivable par fours ever, ever. And they had them at the Ryder Cup. They had three drive. Why did they have it? Because that 
was something that they saw in their analytics that told them that they had a statistical advantage. And that's why Paul McGinley, who's, a, who's on the Golf Channel and a, a, a former Ryder Cup captain, he said the unsung hero of the Ryder Cup was Eduardo, uh, the, the, the Italian player. Uh, and, and he he was he was the guy who was doing all the statistics, okay, and and, and that's the guy that that they said he he is an unsung hero, okay. Well, he he probably gave them a lot of pointers as to how to set up the golf course, and they did a big analytical thing. So I I think there's a lot to to that. But then but then you also have to factor in that you know sometimes in golf what happens is you make putts. And sometimes you don't make putts. You see, standing up on a tee shot, it's pretty much all skill as to whether or not you hit that ball in the fairway. I mean, it could take a bad bounce, but very little luck. It could You could get a gust of wind right in the middle of your shot. You hit a great shot, ball takes off, gust of wind. Ball goes in the right rough, bad line. You know, okay, that's bad luck. But nowhere is there more the factor of luck than on the putting green because you're not putting on a perfect surface. You're putting on an imperfect surface. A putting green is it's not a pool table. So you can hit a perfect putt. You can hit it the perfect speed. You can hit it the perfect line, and it could still not go in. And there's other times you could hit, hit the same putt, and it would go in. And there's other times you could hit a putt that's the wrong line, the wrong speed, because marrying, marrying the speed and the line is what you have to do to make a putt. So if you hit the wrong speed, you got to hit the wrong line to make it. And sure enough, that can happen. And it could, and you could make, make the shot. And the same thing on chip shots. And, and, and you know, there's skill in chipping the ball in. I mean, you know, Jordan Spieth's a phenomenal chipper. He chipped one in, and he chips a lot in, seemingly. But more chip-ins went, went, went Europe's way. And, and that doesn't mean they won't go their way next time, too. But sometimes in golf, things just happen. You make putts, and other guys don't make putts, and I, I think those are the, the the reasons why you're. I don't think it had had anything to do with camaraderie. I think it had to do with course setup. I think it had to do with home home field advantage. Help the players raise the level of their game. I think that was a factor, and I and and and, and just the fact that it was their time. It was their time. They made the putts. U.S. didn't make the putts. They made the chip ins. U.S. made one. Uh, I, I think I think that was 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 what did it. And and uh, you know th- that's that's not as sexy as saying, oh, you it's 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 all about the camaraderie. They have such great camaraderie. And I'm like, camaraderie makes you camaraderie makes you yeah chipping in camaraderie makes you hit a putt the the wrong speed in the wrong line and have it go in that's what camaraderie does uh you know camaraderie uh you know gives you a statistical advantage on drivable par four and you have three of them on the course no that that's that's smart that they 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 did the their homework they did their analytics and they garnered a statistical advantage somehow they did it uh, and, you know, there's something to be said for the fact that the home team keeps winning. And we'll see what happens at, at Beth Page. But Beth Page is going to, you know, U.S. is going to set it up for them. Uh, they're going to figure out, okay, what's best for us based on our team and our players. And they're going to set it up just like that. And then they're going to, you know, they're going to, the crowd's going to be brutal. 
And, you know, U.S. is going to have all these people cheering for them. And Europe's going to have all these people cheering against them. And if all of a sudden the putts are going in for USA, then, you know, the crowd's going to get even louder and it's just it's 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 going to get tougher. Uh, and I, I think that's the, the, the real analysis. Now, how could the U.S. have combated that? Uh, I don't know if they could have. Uh, you know, the only thing that that comes to my mind would be pick players that are immune to the crowd. Uh, and on the U.S. team, I would say that that, uh, you know, Justin Thomas is pretty immune to the crowd. I mean, he, he, he likes to give it right back to him. Uh, Patrick Cantley, clearly immune to the crowd. Uh, and, and maybe there's some guys that they left off that would have been more immune, like like a Keegan Bradley, who who likes likes to get in, in somebody's face. And he doesn't mind. He, he, he wouldn't be slighted in the least by uh, a bunch of people cheering against him. I can, I can, I can tell you that much for sure. Uh, so, so maybe they should have considered that a little bit more, uh, you know, the pairings. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody says, well, if they'd have picked this guy or they'd have paired it with this guy, or, I mean, how, how do you know? I mean, that's just a, it's just a, that's just nothing but a guess. You know, you know, we'll never know. We'll never know. What we do know is that uh, Europe took it to them. And they deserved to win. It was, you know, it, was, it wasn't even close. I mean, what that that is what you call a bad beating. That's what that's what it is. And uh, I, I don't blame it on on the camaraderie part. All right, that's my analysis of uh, what went wrong for the U.S. team. I, I, you know what? Could the captain done a better job? I'm sure he could have. Uh, you know, I think it's you know when he says, I, you know. I, I'm proud of these guys. <laughs> they get beat. Uh, that you know, zero oh and four on the man. <laughs> That's it. What are we proud of? You know, maybe that that was a, a not not a great statement. Uh, you know, could, could he have paired guys different? You know, he probably could have. Uh, could he have picked guys different? And they, and they, maybe they would have done better. Maybe, but we'll never know. Uh, you know, I, I just I, I think it just boils down to golf's a hard game. Sometimes it's your day. Sometimes it's your three days. Sometimes it's not. Course, home crowd, those are those are more of the things that happen. And and they just they just uh, you know they it was their time. It was their time. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, appreciate everybody joining me on NoFilter.net and on my podcast. You can find it at uh, iHeartRadio. Just hit the uh, the follow button if you're on iHeartRadio and get the podcast every day. And uh, we will be back soon on the Hank Haney Podcast.